disruptors, where the limits of your leadership potential get disrupted. Groundbreaking conversations about leadership, big thinking, creative and tech innovation, professional development, entrepreneurship, and remaining healthy and well in corporate culture. Hosted by Dr. Joel Brown. Okay, this is Dr. Joel Brown, and you're tuned in to Disruptors, a podcast where we have conversations about leadership, entrepreneurship, big thinking. I am joined today by none other than Dr. David Albert. Uh, I'm really excited about this uh, conversation we're about to have. Dr. Albert um, is a medical doctor, he's a physician, a graduate of Duke University School of Medicine. And he's also the founder currently of uh, Alive Core, but he has uh, a long history of being an innovator, uh, um, being an, um, an entrepreneur, he started Corazonics back in 1985, so he's been doing this a long time, which was uh, which is a company then subsequently uh, sold to uh, in '91, and he started Data Critical in '95, um, and uh, and that was subsequently sold to GE Healthcare in 2001. So really wanted to kind of paint the picture. This is a physician, but also an entrepreneur who has had uh, a long time doing this. I thought it'd be great to have him on the podcast today uh, to, to explore his journey in entrepreneurship, to explore his, his journey becoming a, a world-renowned leader, some of the challenges he's faced along the way and, and what he might be able to do to inspire someone else, uh, particularly from a perhaps, perhaps a clinical background, to take the next step in their own journey of entrepreneurship. Dr. Albert, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. My pleasure, Dr. Brown. Thank you for inviting me. Excellent. So perhaps a good place to start. I mean, you know, it's to me, it's already exciting, um, you know, to, to know that you, you've had this journey where you've, um, you know, you, you're a cardiologist, um, but then you've ended up uh, in this in this world of entrepreneurship. Maybe take us back to uh, what made you decide to become a cardiologist to start out with? Oh, well, that I, I was going to. It's, it's a long story. Yeah. But essentially, I uh, my father had heart problems starting mm -hmm. in the 1960s, although he lived to be 91, had a very long, wonderful life. Mm -hmm. and, and as an aside, he had been a Rhodes Scholar in the 1930s and had spent three years in England at Oxford. So uh, I have a tie to uh, your country mm -hmm. uh, and I've been there to, uh, to, to visit uh, a number of times. Mm -hmm. What I would tell you is uh, I had a, a, an interest in the heart yeah. and uh, while I was at Duke, I became involved through just personal relationships with uh, two physicians, one of whom was an adult cardiologist and one of whom was a pediatric cardiologist. And the pediatric cardiologist had a laboratory and the adult cardiologist was one of the world's premier experts on the EKG. And I began doing research with both of them. And because of that, uh, I, I, I 
it's it's it is actually a very involved story but mm. let's, let's say this it was unplanned mm. that i became an inventor and entrepreneur yeah. that was never the plan the plan was to be uh in my mind an academic cardiologist from the beginning but i i left because uh i left medicine because people didn't want to buy my latest invention mm. i had already sold inventions as a medical student and as a, a when i went back for more training i was i was confronted with a new idea that i thought was fantastic and nobody wanted to buy it and so i told my my wife and we had a small child that i was going to drop out of medicine and uh start a company and i knew nothing about business <laughs> so i come from the school you know i uh in, in, instead of an mba i i have a a phd in hard knocks and mm. and so you know i should have failed and um my my mentors two mentors convinced my family I'll let him go do this cuz he's always got a plan b he can go back to being a doctor yeah and and you know that was 36 years ago so it yeah. worked out and, and it worked out yeah but it didn't have to work out yeah. uh, Joel it, yeah. it it could have easily not worked out yeah and so i I have uh had a a wonderful career. I uh, have four children and two grandchildren and my wife is a is a rheumatology faculty member at the University of Southern California Medical School and and it's worked out for me. I am approached on a regular basis by practicing physicians, trainees, medical students telling me that they want to do what I did. Yeah. And I tell them uh you know you need to go have a psychiatric consult uh <laughs> because even in silicon valley where my current company alive course it's in mountain view which is the heart of silicon valley where google is even in silicon valley you know there's this incredible uh, uh romantic view of what an entrepreneur is like yeah. and what a startup is like mm. and and so what they don't understand is behind the facade uh are are you know cemeteries of dead startups mm. and uh you know if you only think about the apples and the googles and the facebooks of the world uh you do not have an accurate perspective Yeah. So, uh I knew all that. Mm. I wasn't a 20 something guy when I started Alivecore, and that was in 2011, but I knew I had a really good idea. Mm. And by that time, you know, I I considered myself somewhat of a pioneer, and the definition of a pioneer is people with arrows in their backs, okay? Mm. And so I seldom take off my shirt those scars are not that attractive. Uh and so I started it knowing I had a seed of a good idea. Yeah. There was no market research. There was there was simply, you know, 25 years of knowing I was 50 in my mid 50s, not exactly uh the the modal age of an entrepreneur uh in Silicon Valley. Mm. but i had a good idea and i understood what needed to be done and so uh in in medical devices in in pharmaceuticals 
you have to actually understand the regulatory environments, uh, the notion of clinical validation and FDA and CE marking and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And and I had a good idea about those because I'd done it for quite a while. And so uh, that began the journey. And I was able to attract uh, investors and people to join me on that journey. And it has been, a, you know, a really, really interesting time as we pioneered the notion of a personal EKG device. And, um, you know, I think for for a number of years people were skeptical that this was something significant uh and then in 2018 just the world's biggest most profitable company decided that this was a critical element and they were they uh, introduced uh ekg technology into their wearable and at first i was petrified mm. oh well we're gonna die now and our uh chairman of the board a very famous venture capitalist named Vinod Khosla, who'd been a co-founder of Sun Microsystems, uh, said it's the best thing that ever happened to the company. Wow. We've grown 700% since then. Goodness. It was absolutely the best thing that ever happened because, you know, you had a validation. And now today, uh, you, you've got all the major companies. But the reality is we're the experts. We're the people with 175 peer-reviewed publications. In relationship to your home, we're the people with nice guidance, yeah. Not them. Uh, so, you know, 175 publications uh, used by every major uh, medical center, and that includes in the UK. You know, whether it's Brompton or uh, Imperial, uh, uh, I can count. You know, many papers: Scotland, Wales, Ireland. We have. Uh, you know, later this week, I will be, uh, I'll be on a, I'll give a presentation to the Royal Co College of Surgeons of Ireland, uh, RCIS, Royal College of Irish Surgeons. Uh, we are, we are, we are global. We're in 42 countries wow. and, and um, the, our second biggest market's the UK, but we're in Australia and Canada and we're literally around the world. We have partners now. Omron, the company that makes more home blood pressure devices, is a, is a corporate partner and a, a strong supporter and taking us into countries like Japan, where we were just approved finally. You know, I, what I can say, Joel, is that Alive Core is an overnight success, 10 years in the making. Gosh. And and so so you ask what's a key element of being a successful entrepreneur mm. uh unrealistic optimism come on okay uh persistence mm. uh and and that's that's true i mean i guess i should have uh many successful entrepreneurs unless they're just incredibly fortunate uh should have given up but they didn't yeah and and uh you know they didn't give up and and so you know in the face of us competing against the world's biggest companies we continue to succeed and grow and expand and we continue to lead that's the other thing you asked about leadership we continue to lead in a scientific and clinical way because no matter what i do it doesn't matter about the business whatever business it is, in my mind, there's one thing that is preeminent. 
patience first. Wow. The idea I had, and I had this idea in 1995, was that we could use these new, at that time, Palm Pilot, portable, you know, the beginning of portable computing, the beginning of wireless data transmission, and that we would connect a patient directly to a doctor, connect their critical life, critical information, and that the, you know, the shortest distance between any two points is a straight line. And so we were going to make a straight line between a patient's heart and and their cardiologist's brain. And, and you know, it, we couldn't do it in 1995. The technology didn't exist. But then came the technology of smartphones, reliable high-speed wireless communication, and suddenly we could implement my idea mm. and, uh, and, and, and begin the process of proving its clinical value critical absolutely critical because we had to get accepted by doctors by cardiologists before they they basically validate us to their patients before we could become something that is shown on television you know when you in the united states when you see an ad for a pharmaceutical it's a prescription pharmaceutical you have to get it from your doctor but but the pharmaceutical companies know they can put you know the power of suggestion it's uh it's an age-old marketing uh uh tool in this country there's a joke that the global company uh, mcdonald's began in the 1960s when you would order a hamburger and they said would you like a hot apple pie with that <laughs> for certain i mean they were the pioneers yeah. and for a certain number of people go yeah yeah i'll have that you didn't come in thinking that and so the the, the pharmaceutical company said you know Zarelto for AFib not caused by a heart valve abnormality. And they, you know, they go in and they're on warfarin and they say, hey, doc, isn't that Zarelto better? And the doctor goes, well, well, yeah, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, we can, we can put you on Zarelto. You know, that that mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. The power of suggestion. And so we we've, we now advertise. We've advertised in the UK. Uh, we've been advertising for several years. We've developed a brand, which is another aspect that's unusual for medical devices to have a consumer brand. You can go to the ever-present Amazon uh, and purchase our device with uh, their one-click buy. And so we've tried to facilitate this at the same time. We've tried to prove that this is a true medical device mm -hmm. and that the idea is to put patients first to empower patients and and one of my early supporters who've never accepted a dime from me or from my company is a very famous doctor named dr eric topol mm. uh, who is probably the world's most famous cardiologist and he's written a series of books but one of them stands out and in his books he always writes about a live core and i'm i'm very happy about that but he, he had a book called the patient will see you now which is basically a 180 degrees from the doctor will see you now as you wait in their waiting room. And, and you know this as a, mm -hmm. as a physician, we have patients are sitting in the waiting room and or waiting in the emergency department. At the, and so the notion is, is that we're going to empower patients, that they're going to become partners with doctors, not a paternalistic relationship, but a partnership, and that we'll have better patients.
and better outcomes. And that's that's part of what AliveCore with our personal ECG devices attempts to do, is to facilitate the empowerment of the patients, to facilitate that partnership. And, uh, and you know, I, I guess I'm, I, I can modestly say, I think we've succeeded. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm floored by so much of what you've just shared. I, I think this is, this is, this is monumental because, I mean, going right back to the beginning of your story and, and what seemed to have propelled you on this path towards this, this journey, and it's almost you've got them to thank. But, it, but it's like you mentioned that no one really seemed to take you seriously. You didn't have any business experience. You had these ideas. The market wasn't ready for you in terms of some of the, even the technology wasn't fully developed. But you had, you you had these. Um, you have these, dare I say, I know we're not, not maybe meant to use the term, but the, these crazy ideas in, no, in no, the no. world. Absolutely. Yeah. But Joel, yeah. my my children, who are all grown now, mm. okay, um, they say that our father is not a doctor. Mm. He's a mad scientist. <laughs> so, you know, the accent on the mad. Okay, right. so I would just tell you that... Uh, and I, I could put another adjective there. I'm an old mad scientist. So right. I've been around a long time. And yeah. I think that's, uh, you're right. You're mm. right. I, 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 one anecdote. One anecdote is Go early in, in the life of Alive Corps, in probably 2012, I'm at a major scientific meeting, major cardiology meeting. And I get up there and I present, uh, talk about our technology, our business, the clinical applications. And at the end, as there are in many medical meetings, there's a Q&A and a cardiologist gets up, goes, Dr. Albert, your single lead ECG is not a 12 lead ECG. Mm. What real value does that give me? And he doesn't understand that I had already prepped for that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had an answer ready. And I said, doctor, how many leads does an implantable defibrillator or an auto automatic external defibrillator use to decide? And then I take my finger to save your life, as I pointed at him. Wow. And he just sat back down because it's one lead. Yeah. Your, your life is saved by one lead of ECG, whether it's from an external defibrillator or, or an implantable defibrillator. And so, you know, it's not a 12 lead ECG. That was true but it's very, very valuable in many clinical applications. And so, you know, those are the kinds of things you have to do as an entrepreneur. You have to be ready to, uh, to answer the skeptics and the critics and do so in a, oftentimes a humorous way. In that, in that, uh, in that situation, uh, I, again, I was ready for that question. Yeah. Wow. I mean, again, being ready for the questions your skeptics may present. I mean, this is truly a masterclass of, on, on, of entrepreneurship. And I think, I mean, what, what, what I'm now thinking of as well is that you mentioned that you started a life core in your 50s. You know, because there are a lot of the entrepreneurial space now, I'm sure you probably you'll be able to to, to um, you know to observe this. You know, you probably have very young uh, you know people coming in, and um, and that, and there's the assumption that uh, you know maybe 
that that's you know that's the group that should be you know um should should be starting out taking all the kind of risks the financial risks that come along with entrepreneurship i just love the fact that no actually um even that uh, and you've had skin in the game you've been doing it and and you took those risks uh, those calculated risks um at 50 and then and then coming into to what what you said was so powerful and it's like you started doing that and then a massive brand world renowned decides to launch a product with ecgs when the whole anybody else doing this kind of business would have thought that's it we're done and 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 you stood your ground you had the, the benefit of your clinical expertise in the beginning and you made sure that you got that data along with building your product and improving your product keeping the patient at the center but you had this you had a validated product so you're not going to be scared you're just going to say okay this is this is a threat it's a real threat but we're good we've got we've got backing and and look at where we are now i mean i came across your product i had never met you but i came across your product and i and i looked i i decided to to purchase it got it on amazon the the cardio mobile 6l and yep. was just blown away as i held in my hand and i felt i remembered holding your device and i checked my pulse and i listened to my heart and i thought this little thing can can produce a six lead ecg and can read what's happening um in my heart and i'm 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 getting I'm getting slightly emotional thinking about this because I'm going back to the story of you being inspired as a young child by, you know, by by your grandfather's illness, I believe you said, or having a heart disease. No, my father's illness. Your father's, rather. My Thank fa- you for, yeah, for correcting me. Yeah, my father's illness. So, yeah. no, that, that, but, you know, personal motivation, those kinds of stories are not uncommon among entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, the notion of, of, Necessity is the mother of invention, yeah. and uh, I, I think that's that's true in many instances, Joel. Yeah, yeah, but but it's powerful um, that you know that that's that product is the long um, you know the process or the, the well, it's it's come from a long line. It started from an inspired child who went through that particular journey and here i am as a as a as a clinician and and here this might surprise you you started your first company in 1985 that's the year i was born so the 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 powerful legacy this is this is the beauty of what entrepreneurship is that you know your journey of going through this and now there's a clinician who's who has your product and i've used your product to diagnose patients with atrial fibrillation in my clinic in my clinic here in bradford thousands of miles away so i think that this this conversation is just um is for me just just a reminder of the what can happen if we decide we're going to 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 follow through and to chase after a quote-unquote crazy idea and 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 change the world because what you've done with a live core is is that and beyond and and the partnerships and the and the i mean i'm excited you you've even developed the device now where you've created a version of it where it's it's only a credit card size i mean i was like completely blown away i mean my device is already small enough as it is now there's a version of that that can fit inside my wallet and i can pull that out and, and and get an ecg I mean, how incredible is this? Well, we, we, you know, I, I can tell you, we at least realized that there was a, a famous book 
by one of the co-founders of Intel, a large chip company here, a guy named Andy Grove, and uh, you know the paranoid will survive. And so mm. we've remained paranoid. We have to maintain our leadership in technology, in clinical applications, uh, you know, because we're only competing against the world's biggest richest companies so mm. <laughs> you've gotta, you gotta run fast but but yeah. you know it's a challenge we're we're we're, uh, we're happy to take on absolutely i i hope i mean i'm i'm hoping that you're in the works of writing some kind of book because i think the insights from your story uh, are transformative i think i genuinely believe that any clinician in the least who's who has any kind of passion for for innovation and entrepreneurship needs to needs to meet you hear your story it's so incredibly inspiring i'm literally sat on the edge of my seat right now thinking okay i'm gonna have to write listen back to this interview and make some notes um, well, you, so <laughs> you're very kind, but you know, my wife tells me that when I retire, and and uh, you know, that's probably will be uh, the day before I pass away. Uh, mm. So I, she says, when you retire, you got to write a book about your experiences because she's yeah. lived them with me for thirty, you know, been married for thirty-eight years. So wow. she's lived them with me. I have children older than you and younger than you, Joel. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let me just say that that. You know, I've 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 seen and experienced a lot, <clears throat> and um, I've watched medicine evolve. Um, and by the way, we should all you know all these things that have happened in the last two years. We've gone through something that I'd never gone through in my life, and I'm 67 mm -hmm. years old, and I don't think anybody there weren't there weren't many people, if anyone, who who had been alive and 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 were conscious in 1919 when we had the last global pandemic but uh you know that has been a challenge and I, and i have to say when patients couldn't safely go to medical facilities yeah we didn't plan that but our technology became ever more important and mm -hmm. patients you know telemedicine has been around for a long time however uh it it came of age in the last two years and i think it has changed uh, certainly a lot of patients who probably had never thought about a televisit a virtual visit and things of that nature and so mm -hmm. so we've watched change and i think we at alive core are just happy that we could help you know yeah. again back to the patients first we could help and um that's that brings to mind another characteristic that you must have as an entrepreneur and that is you have to be an opportunist mm. you have to take advantage of every opportunity that's brought to you that potentially uh forwards your vision and you know in this case the pandemic was an opportunity for us to out of necessity to supply virtual medical care to people because heart disease didn't go away didn't it didn't decide oh yeah we're going to take a two-year hiatus here all our heart disease uh so those patients still needed care they still needed uh uh a physician and and but but the way we had been doing it uh had to change overnight almost and so uh you know that we're just glad we could help yeah that's that's incredible in, in closing, Dr. Albert, I just wondered if you might um, might be able to 
to say and you've already shared so much uh so many other lessons you've learned uh, and tips for an entrepreneurship as a leader um what uh what would you say are the most important lessons you've learned on this journey always be uh, persistence mm-hmm. uh kindness mm-hmm. because you're going to need help yeah. that's the point about being a leader um <clears throat> willingness to go all in yeah and i think we're seeing you know you can say anything about me but be honest with you we're seeing a tv comedian rise to an incredible challenge in in president zelensky of of ukraine yeah some people rise to the occasion mm. some people fall uh when challenged and i think you know you need to lead and if it's difficult if situations become difficult that's where the persistence that's where your optimism become critical you have to uh you have to maintain the effort and so that 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 to me for an entrepreneur because it it in almost every situation there will be very tough times there will be dark times and you have to envision light at the end of the tunnel and not imagine that it's a train wow i am grateful for every word you've spoken um in this interview and um as i said it's given me much to contemplate and to apply and um i i think you've uh, left us with very uh very you know very you know, words that will certainly i'll carry with me for a very long time and i <laughs> hope that uh we can have another conversation uh both uh on record or off record uh in the future but i'm um very grateful for uh all of what you've shared today well dr brown this has been my pleasure and i look forward to meeting you in person in the uk or one day here in sunny california and uh Thank you for inviting me.